Okay. Um, hello and welcome again to our podcast, yet another episode. And here with you is, oh, here with us, here with me. <laughs> I don't know. Here with me, you want, I guess. You want, you want your own name. That's, that's okay, yeah, that's, that's fair. Okay. Who are you, though? Okay, that makes sense. Okay. It is Amy, and here with me is... Henry. You have to say... Remember you said you have to... I would cause it that. We're not. We're not. We're absolutely not. We're keeping it... <laughs> I hear you is Henry or Henry, whatever. It's, it's just who I am. I am who I am. I am. Okay. Well, hopefully we would continue like people who have sense for the rest of the episode. But mm. um, today's episode brought to us by our our best friend Henry is we're talking about woke culture. Uh, yes. It's an interesting topic, and Henry's going to give us a bit of a definition of that. But before, we're going to start with, uh, we're yeah. So we're going to start doing this every episode. Um, we're going to start doing a segment where we have, what do you call it? Would you rather? So today, we're going to have two would you rather. The first one is, would you rather learn, be able to speak for your languages or speak to animals? Speak to animals. Speak to animals. No one really cares about I'd human beings. I mean, if you're living in the world, there's less stress. So, and then if you can speak to the animals while you're living in the world, even better. Yes, that's Don't worry. Um. Would you would you would you rather go into the past and meet your ancestors or go into the future and meet your great great grandchildren? That's a hard one. It Actually, is. no, no. Great, I'll go to the future. Definitely go to the future. I'm not. I'm not going to the past to meet anybody. Like the past. The past sounds cool just because you get to learn all, like, hear all those stories. Okay. I'll like. No, I'm not. So it's like, it's like a thing of, like, pressure. Because if you're going to the past, you're going to hear those stories. Like, you're either going to be disappointing them because they'll be like, oh, what have you done in the future? And you're like, ah, uh, mm-hmm. we messed up. Or whatever. Like, you know, we made you proud or whatever our situation is. But then if you're going to the future, then it's almost like. A question of how can you impact the future? Like, are you going to be providing them with like more knowledge of what they should be doing, or like, are you just trying to see how much better their lives have become without you in it? Kind of thing. Like, you know, do I think too much about these things? Absolutely. You know, when, when I think about it, I think of, I think about it. This is awesome. Would I rather go backwards? It also depends on the time frame. It's like, am I staying there for just one day? Am I coming back immediately? Like, what's the time? If I'm saying a month, I'm not going to the past. There's no way I'm going to the past. No, but no. then if you if you if you kind of like okay, so I mean now we're thinking way too much about it. I'm just gonna put this out there. But if is it a thing where like it's like um what's that movie? Um, the Christmas past that movie where it's like 
you're just watching the past. You're not particularly participating. Participating. Or like, are you participating in it? Because if you're just watching it, then it's okay. Like you just watch a bunch of people die. Like it's life. You're not the one dying. Either way, me, I think my final answer is future. I'm going. I'm going to the future. That's, yeah, I think I, future I, I, too. Answer, okay, so I'm I think going to the future, <laughs> and I'd rather speak foreign language than I'd rather speak to animals. Oh, fair and good. Um, so that brings us to the end of this segment, and we will go directly into our episode for today, which is what culture. Ah. I think we stopped at me defining. I don't think there's a definition of what. Yeah. Well, introduce us to your thought process. Introduce to my thought process of this topic. I don't know how I got to start thinking about this topic, but um, my thought process is this. I think the, a better way to frame this topic is are we to work for our own good? I think that's, I think that's my question. I think that's how mm-hmm. I need to address this topic. It's not to work culture, and I don't really want to talk about Well, I want to talk about work culture, but I want to address it in a way. Asking the question, I wish to work for our own good. But I feel like sometimes we are. Maybe not personally us, but I feel like as a society, we are. Now. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe not, maybe not, not, maybe not personally you and I need to work for our own good, but as a society, as a collective, as individuals living in this world that it is, I feel like we are to work I feel like more than ever, a disclaimer is needed for this. <laughs> this is a conversation that's going to happen. I think more than ever, a disclaimer is needed okay. for this, so I'm going oh, go to ahead. say go ahead. Go ahead, everything, everything that we say is based oh, of our... Everything we say and do during this episode, mm. I mean, throughout, if, like, throughout the whole podcast, just for future reference, but for this episode specifically, everything we say and do is based off of our understanding that is influenced by our experiences. Mm. Um, it's said in with good intention, and we recognize that good intention does not particularly mean that it's going to be positive to the next person. But it's good intention, and we are creating a space to learn as well as, as, well as share our ideas. So please okay. feel free now, to interact with us as we continue. Now that, now that you're done, let's, 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 go, let's dig into this. No, but honestly, come to think about it. Come to think about it. And it might be like I'm trying to share that Gen Z again. But as a, Leave this as Gen Z alone. I think, no, forget even Dev said because I feel like I feel like now let's use Gen Z to just back at anybody that that speaks a certain way or acts a certain way. Gen Z is not even like it's not even like age group anymore or like a or like a generation anymore. It's it's a group of people. It's a movement now. So forget okay. forget when I say Gen Z, I'm not even referencing people that are in that generation generational time frame. That makes any sense. I'm referencing. Yeah. A, a whole bunch of people now. So, I don't, I don't know <laughs> good examples. <laughs> I don't know how to address this. That I'm not... Okay, okay, now, this is the problem. So, this in itself is the problem, this, yeah. This is the problem, exactly. This in itself, it's really the problem. Me not even able to mm, express myself the way I really want to express myself right now, this is the problem, I guess. 
Um, just because there are a lot of people who are actually too woke for their own good. So okay, so yo, wait, wait, let's break it down so it's a little bit easier for you to to express mm-hmm. it. So your question was, your question was, are we too woke as a society? For our own good. Okay, if we're trying to break that down to dissect what those multiple things mean, mm-hmm. is what we're trying to address here, like, is it a situation of, are we, have we gone past a point in our lives as society where we don't have space for people to be wrong? We don't have space for... Like we don't have space for is for people to learn without fear of cancellation. I mean, that's one it's, thing. It's not. It's not even that. It's okay. Yes, that that's a that's a point. But let me use it. Let me use an example. Like now, just because mm-hmm. we are in it's February. If you're Nigerian, you know there's a general election coming up. In okay. Two weeks. Three weeks. Two weeks. February is it two 23rd, weeks? I yeah, I think it's February twenty third. So, okay, there's a general election coming up, right? And this is, this does not, I'm not endorsing any candidates or whatever, however, shaking my colleague. But there is, there are three main candidates, as we all know, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I don't know, but okay. Blah, blah, blah is no, you don't know who the candidates are? I'm scared to say no. Okay, 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 there are three main candidates. Peter Obi is the first one, Atiku Abiwaka is the second one. But I'm not, in, this is in no particular order, whatever. Um, Peter Obi, Atiku, and Tinubu. I think main candidate, at least they are the forerunners from the outside of the There is one of them who people now, well, I categorize him as social media favorites. He, if you go on social media, he's the one that people on social media are fighting for. So that's not the situation. Me watching from the outside again. Again, I'm not actively participating in in Nigeria. I'm looking at things, right? From the outside looking in, people are actually scared in Nigeria. Like, okay, all the celebrities, they're actually scared to now come out and say, okay, this is who I prefer. That's the word. This is who I think is good. Or this is who I'm going to vote for. Not prefer. Just, okay, just say who I'm going to vote. If it's not that social media favorite, just because they're going to be attacked, uh, canceled, they're going to, they're, they're going to, something's going to happen to you if you come out and you are not, in quote, endorsing that person. This does one or two things. It's either everybody now says, oh, we are supporting this person, and then when the time comes to vote, they are voting whoever it be. So in your head, you think you are winning, but, well, if you're doing polls on social media, that person is actually winning. But if you go on the real day and now cast your votes, people who were scared, I think it was, I think we kind of saw the same thing with Trump, right? When Trump was running, no one actually came out and said, oh, I'm actually voting for Trump. But when they actually went and they casted their votes, Trump ended up winning, right? It's a kind of it's same that, scenario. Well, is that, is that an issue with work culture or just it's, like... It's an issue. In Nigeria Peer context, pressure. Is that, no, in Nigeria context, it's an issue with work. Because now, the, our generation or the youth believe that um, 
They, they believe that this guy is the, is the guy, right? They believe that if you are not supporting this guy, you shouldn't even speak. And that is just a segment of, for me, it's being woke because it's like, why can't people express themselves the way they want to express themselves? If they are not voting for this guy, let it be. Like, if nobody's voting for him, they can just say it. We're not voting for him. Okay, everybody moves on. And I think that feeds into the same, the same woke culture I'm talking about. Same woke culture in the sense that we think we know everything. Yes, that's exactly what I'm getting at. We think we have all the answers. We think we have all the answers to everything. And people having opposing views to those things are deemed ignorant or those views are, are deemed inconsequential or those views are deemed, are deemed I don't know, ignorant, whatever word you want to use, right? Maybe the politics one is not a perfect example, but it's just the kind of society we live where once, it's, once a view becomes social media accepted, everybody on social media, at least, let me just use that word, become very sensitive to that topic that they cannot go against it. No, okay, so so it's not... No, okay, hold up. So just, just for reference here, so it's not that that's not a, that's a, that's a great example, actually, because based off of a quick Wikipedia search, which, you know, I always do, um, it says woke, I mean, in the sense to be woke pretty much means that you are aware and well-informed in a political and cultural sense. So, which, again, it ties, which I just, well, I didn't even, well, in my, <laughs> in my head, it makes sense. If you think about it. it did make sense. So, yeah, even when you don't know, you you apparently know. Um, I don't know. I think, <laughs> I, I mean, that makes sense, though. I think I, it's, so for me, the way I see it, though, is it's almost like, okay, there's, take it, take, okay, keep going. No, I was just going to say, like, in a sense, there's one, I think a lot of social constructs and social, like, things that exist tend to be one thing that becomes another thing that becomes another thing, and then somehow we try to figure out how it's all tied down together. And I, I said this to someone, maybe not so recently, but I said this to someone one time, and I said... All a social movement is, is one person with a loud voice that is able to convince other people that they need to say the same thing. Yeah, that's basically what a social movement is. But yeah, and as, it's... But as social, social movements, well, I guess the whole world revolves around social movements that become laws and yeah, social movements are useful. They are absolutely, completely useful in the world we exist in to bring about change, to bring about policies, to bring about whatever it is you want to bring about. However, what what we face in our reality and in this existence that we're in, in this parallel universe, I sometimes I hope that there's a different universe that exists. Um, but... <laughs> But what exists right now is we're in a point where everyone has, well, okay, everyone has always had an opinion about something. That has that's always been a thing. But what is happening now is people are tying their opinions 
to the idea of facts. Exactly. Which means that if my opinion, which is now fact, comes to light, I expect that people follow that opinion or do nothing. Because I think one of the I think one of the failures, and I've said this before, one of the failures is the lack of debate. The lack of honest debate. They are not honest debates anyway. They are just facts with opinions which are now facts, and nobody can oppose those opinions. But yeah. To be honest, I don't even know. I don't even know if it's the idea of woke anyway. I feel like everybody's everybody's mindsets now are just. Um, everybody, I, okay, everybody likes to think that they are now very open-minded, but I feel mm-hmm. like the idea of being open-minded is now making us more closed-minded. Yep. Because, because, because in, in as much as we, we start off, okay, let's say, let's say it was even a good, let's say it starts off as a good, say, um, Say this, say, okay, let me go back to this one because it's the easiest one for me to think about right now. Say it starts off as a good movement and everybody is supporting this person, right? Everybody is coming together, everybody is standing for it. If it starts off as a good movement, suddenly now we are all laser focused on that good movement. If something else comes up on the side that might be even better. No one else sees that anymore. No one else even accommodates the argument of saying, I know this is good, but maybe this one might be better if we really paid attention to it. Right? Yeah. Or there are also other arguments which maybe I don't want to bring up here, but there are other, there are other arguments I could also look at it that way and say, why? We're open-minded, yes, about so many things, but if everybody now comes and are now in unison to that one opinion or that one whatever, it's not a fact, that one opinion, we are close-minded to every every other thing else because everybody is now doing the same thing and nobody's doing the other thing. I mean, I think at the end of the day, what ends up happening is like just in line with what you just said, where it's everyone has this opinion, and so we're we have this tunnel vision around that one single opinion. The failure in that is that it's not everyone. You say you want to provide services to a whole community. You say you want to make sure that, like you know, the neighborhood is okay. All you have to do is come up with an idea and say, "I want A in this neighborhood." Find enough people that want A in the neighborhood. And ignore mm-hmm. everyone else that wants to be in the neighborhood. Be. Exactly. Because that's what's that's what that extra thing becomes. You're not creating a space for other ideas, a space for other voices that exist. And I mean, I don't know, like it's I don't have like I think for me it's more of a thing where I don't expect that we should all have the same ideas. I don't expect that we should all have the same opinions about things. I think for me, it's if I have an opinion about something so strongly and someone else has an opinion about something else, it benefits me 
to learn about what the next person's opinion is. Not because I'm trying to, I mean, ideally, if what their opinion is is good, I should be open to changing my mind. But it's not because I'm trying to change my mind or anything, but just because it gives me the advantage of knowing what the next person wants. It gives me, if I want to think of it in like, oh, a power claim kind of situation, it gives me the opportunity to learn what they want to benefit myself. There's a, so in the Mindy show, there's an episode where Danny makes a comment about how the reason he goes to other churches, he's a Catholic. (laughs) He said something about the reason he goes to other churches is so that he can solidify his faith. You cannot know, yeah, you cannot know what is wrong with what you're doing if you don't understand what the next person is doing. I've, I've heard that before. I've heard that people go to like, going to like, not even churches per se, like, go to different religions, just like, go to a mosque today, go to whatever, a temple tomorrow, just like, move around, and then, now come, it's just like, it reminds me of what Sheldon was doing, I think it was Sheldon, young Sheldon, whatever, when he had to read every religious book to kind of <laughs> figure out if it was actually God or if God was real or whatever. That's not the topic was again, but yes, <laughs> that, that, that makes sense because even if we, even if we bring this back now to okay, what we now what people classify as what what when you say political and social awareness, no, but that's not what that's not even what people that's not what it's not people, it's not it's like um it's like a Gen Z person saying um that job. It's too, it's too tedious for me, and or they're not paying me enough to do that that job. That's what will come to your mind first when you think about it. So even if we bring that to, if we diminish this word to that extent of what it actually, of what people think it is at first thought, does it then do more harm than good to us personally? Bring it on a personal level. Don't say, oh. Let's not go out of, of reach now and say we're trying to convince 500 people to vote for XYZ or we're trying to do something a certain way and want everybody to do that in a certain way. Let's put it back to ourselves and say, um, I, get a, I get a job. Say, say I'm straight out of school, for example. You see people who get a job. Don't get me wrong, bro. It's good to have standards. It's good to have standards. Don't get me wrong. It's good to have standards. But I feel like there's a fine line between knowing your standards or having standards and just being too woke for your own good, if I'm using that, that word correctly. It's like coming out of school, getting, getting, getting out of school straight up and you get a job, I don't know, 80K, 70K, whatever. I, I don't know what the, the market is right now. Okay, say sixty k. Let's have it up. Let's say sixty k. So someone not say ah, it's very easy k. I'll just get. But say sixty k. <laughs> say sixty k, and then you, you get this job, and you're like ah, I can't do it because it is uh, let's say nine to nine to six. Regular hours is nine to five, right? Okay, say it's nine to six. You're working an extra hour, and you just see somebody say oh, um. 
dogs to diminishing for me or this is this like they just have reasons to not get that job or i don't know how to explain it you know so, yeah younger than me you should know this thing better than i am don't how dare you how dare you i don't know when you your explanation i just thought about like i don't know like i think a couple like a year ago or something like that you sent me this instagram video of uh an hr person giving excuses as to why people do not show up to jobs or something like that yeah i don't know if you remember yeah, yeah. that's what comes to mind but it was something like i think one of the examples was something like oh um the job starts during like my brunch time or something like that so i cannot come exactly because you time. interrupts my brunch, my brunch you're hours. You're an employee. You're not an employer. Just like you are an employee. There, as long as you are putting yourself out there to to get a job, forgive me, but as long as you're putting yourself out there to get a job, you are you are also putting yourself out there to live by someone's rules of their own job. I get it. Mm-hmm. If you are not that desperate for a job, it's fine. You keep searching, you keep looking for the one that will give you X, Y, and Z. But the chances are you might not find that X, Y, and Z. So at some point, you have to settle for maybe it's paying you very well, but you're working longer hours. Maybe it's you're working very short hours, but the work environment is not the greatest. Say, like, there are more older people than younger people like you just don't enjoy the work environment so my point is you can't get x y and z as long as you are not the one controlling x y and z right but people now believe they just control everything they feel like or not that they control everything they believe that those things should be readily available for them it's like you live in your father's house and again i know it's annoying because you probably live through it you leave your father's out and they say, oh, you can't come back at XYZ time. Now I'm thinking about it, when I was young, obviously it's annoying as hell. I obeyed the rules for the most part, but... For the most part? The point is, it's not your construct, so you can't control it. Now that I live in my house, I can do whatever I want. I can come back 1am or 2am or not even come back to the house if I wanted to. But... <laughs> We're now in that concept of saying, oh, this is somebody's beauty. I'm talking like a Nigerian father now. So You are talking I'm, like a Nigerian father. I, just I, think, I, think, I, yeah. think I think I'm getting old. You're getting to but, that point. But now I understand them. <laughs> someone, someone said to me the other day. Um, well, actually, I know who exactly said it to me. But we're having a conversation about like, um, like the liberal movement and the conservative movement, and and they made a comment about you grow. So you start off like I think a lot of young people end up being like really liberal, and they think about like things in this this very rainbow and the skies and this beautiful kind of concept that exists. And the older you get, the more conservative you become. And I thought it was a very interesting thing to be said. But then the older you get, the more you realize. I recently saw a thing where someone said, um, <laughs> like, it was, it was, I mean, it's not really, um, it's not really specific to like political, liberal and like conservative concepts. But it was something along the lines of she just bought a house and her first power bill came home in the winter. 
as she said, she now understands why her parents would always reduce the heat. And so now she's reducing the heat. But then it's that in line with that example where it's like, you go from this point where you're like, I need all of this. I need all of this to exist in my space. I need to have heat. I need, you know, I need to be able to do whatever I want. I'm a teenager. I want to go out and have fun and be merry and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And then you get older and recognize that the world, unfortunately, is not as simple as it is portrayed to you as parents. But now the question now becomes, is what the generation of people on social media or like, you know, the woke generation is what they're getting at, like that idea that you can change the rules, you can change this concept of the world that is cruel to say the least is that what they're getting at is that like you know is that the goal in terms of okay i am not going to work a job that would interrupt my brunch time i mean i think that's a bit i can support it as a brunch lover myself i could support it i wouldn't do it myself <laughs> like i can i can respect the person who says you know i'm not going to interrupt my brunch but then you know when your phone bill comes in and your rent comes in that's a different story altogether but like so is it in a sense the question is like are they getting are they trying to force or are they trying to demand a state of existence that is not based off of a compromise to your comfort to your belief systems that that that's exactly what in my opinion that's exactly what we are trying because i'm going to put myself because in one yeah. way or the other in one aspect yeah, but... of your life you are you are kind of woke <laughs> whether you like it or not, there's one construct that you are working that ah no everybody must think this way or everybody must look at it this way to be fair everybody has that one even if it's small that one small thing where like, ah, i'll not work a job that so now a lot of people now the new work one is i will never work a job that demands me to come to the office we were doing it three years ago two years ago if i'm not mistaken but suddenly since pandemic mm-hmm. it's been like no one wants to do it anymore Right? People's selling point now for offices are, oh, you're fully remote or you're hybrid. No one, people that want to sell you a job that would, that's their selling point. Three years ago, it wasn't even, it wasn't even, there were a few companies where I was doing it before that. But it, to be honest, I had the option before, before pandemic came, but I love going to the office, surprisingly. But now, I don't even want to do that. I want to try it. It's weird, but this is what pandemic has kind of done to us. But on that thing, yes, that, that's what we are trying to get at with this, with this idea of being working in any segment of our life. But I think what it does is, first of all, it, it, it gives us a utopia which doesn't exist, first of all, right? Because if we're actually thinking about it, we're actually trying to create a utopia which does not exist or which cannot be forced. It could exist maybe in maybe 20 years' time. Most of all these things are kind of fixed and everything is just, oh, it's nice. You don't have to request for it anymore. But then but, a new utopia will come where we, there are new things. Because it will never end. There are going to be new things where we want to be fixed. Yeah, but then in, its, in a sense, for that 20 years to happen, demands need to be made now. But, but we also forget that not everybody wants it. That's true. Okay, this is a, this is a good example. I, I also feel like another 
way to think about it. We are demanding full global, full globalization. Yes, yes, yes. How I yes, yes. To hear me out here is you are sitting in your house in Nigeria, Canada, wherever. You see something happening in Australia or UK, and you are demanding the same sort of I don't know replication of that. Okay, say a pastor. I know it happens in Nigeria. I'm just giving an example. Say a pastor in. Canada, okay. wear skinny jeans or wear like tank top to, 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 to preach in the altar. In Nigeria, because we want to be woke, we are kind of de- demanding the same kind of change. This is this is just an example, it's not a perfect example. But we forget that our society, their underlying structure, the underlying societal beliefs that we have. Not even us, our parents, like there are people that live there, except all those people are dead, that have this certain belief that will make those scenarios not really fit into our own construct as a society. But then we want to walk and do the same thing. Sometimes you can't replicate those scenarios in regional aspects. And I feel like that's what people do sometimes is where, ah, why can't it automatically happen? Or why can't it? It's happening in other places, why can't it happen here? Because the culture of that place does not permit it to an extent for it to work. There are very, there are, there are very good examples of it, which I, I really don't want to go into in this topic, but there are very good examples of it that if you just sit down and think about it, like, it's not it's not a scene, but the culture underlyingly might not permit it. Maybe in the future, again, we have to think about that topic about um, uh, uh, is it culture, is it culture? Our cultures um, peer pressure from our ancestors or whatever. <laughs> That's yeah, cultures really peer pressure from ancestors. Yeah. So that um, online and was quite fun. So I think globalization and also the first points we made both together tie into what this all has become. Oh, well, the first one you made was Utopia, like trying to figure out that perfect, perfect, um, perfect environment, perfect living scenario, perfect whatever in our day to day lives. And again, the question remains are we going to walk around? Could be yes, could be no. I don't think there's a right answer to that, if I'm being honest. I just feel like we should basically walk to the extent that we. We shouldn't be rejecting jobs when we are dying because we are too weak for our own good. I think we should be woke to a point that we acknowledge the fact that there is multiple narratives that that can exist at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, okay, we're. At the end here, lots of things have been spoken about. I think lots of things that could be talked about a little bit more also. I just wanted to answer your question, which I think you even forgot about. Um, And it was just asking about, like, you know, the impression of what woke is, like the first thing that comes to your mind, um, as opposed to what it actually means, how that affects our lives. I think 
that impression is part of the biggest failures in every social movement that has existed, where social movements start off as a good thing. Mm. And then it takes a couple people to have opinions and beliefs and a will or need to misuse the purpose of the movement. And example. unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, in the world we exist in, the bad is remembered more than the good is. So yes, that is a failure in ourselves. But we are at the end now. Thank you for listening. Yes, we probably will talk a bit more about this later. Yeah, we should have like a part two of this. But from this episode, you can also see that it's flawed because I feel like there are a lot of things that we could have said. Oh, yeah. That we can't say. So Absolutely. I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. And that's where this freedom of speech thing now is just a complete flaw. You know? Yeah, that's a good thing. That would be a nice conversation. But, but you can't have freedom of speech. Oh, that's a that's going to be a nice conversation because you think you have freedom of speech until you don't. Well, anyways, um, I think that's it. So, right about time, it's been another amazing episode. Till next time, you can follow us on Instagram at Tales and Vibes. So, that is T A L E S N V I B S. Thank you. Uh, till next time, stay safe.